0: Hello and welcome to Success Grid Nation to this new episode of the Success Grid podcast with your host Talib. In this episode, I'm talking with Alexis Hasselberger. She's a time management and productivity coach on how to do more and stress less and take back control of your life. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Success Grid the place for sharing entrepreneurial stories, knowledge, and wisdom to educate and inspire you to always strive to raise your standards in your business and your life. With your host, Hussein Talib. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success, a great podcast with your host, Hussain Talib. I have a special guest today. We are going to talk about productivity. Alexis Hazelberger, she's a time management and productivity coach who helps people do more and stress less. Alexis' approach helps you to easily integrate practical, realistic strategies into your life so that you can do more of what you want and less of what you don't. Alexis' clients include Google, Lyft, Capital One, Upwork and many more. Alexis, welcome to the grid.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Happy to talk to
0: you today. Awesome. Awesome to have you here. So as I mentioned, you are a productivity coach and you worked with a lot of clients, big one actually. So tell us a little bit about you and why did you choose to go into productivity and be a productivity coach?
1: Yeah, I'm happy to. So I spent, I I live in San Francisco. I spent the first um, 15 years or so of my career working in early stage startups uh, here in the Bay Area and doing a lot of you know consulting uh, with some startups and things as well. And what I realized over that time was that people uh, burn out really fast. They work really long hours, not necessarily, always as efficiently as they could. And for me, I just knew you know I just knew that like I, I didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to work really crazy hours. I wanted to be excellent at work, to produce excellent work, to get everything done you know, that I needed to. And I also wanted to do that within a regular business day. And so I, I think I've always been someone who's very focused on high ROI for time and spending that time in a way that um, is useful and, and that I don't have a lot of distractions and things like that. And people just started coming to me for this type of advice, right? They they saw that, you know, oh, like she's able to get all this stuff done and she's not working here until like 9 p.m. every night. Like what's going (laughs) on, right? Um, You know, I I remember at one job that somebody asked me who was, you know, I was working with um, the city. And somebody, you know, I was not working at the city, but I was working with somebody and he was like, how many hours a week do you work? You know, 60, 70. And I said, I work 30 hours a week.
0: Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) So I think people just started coming to me for that. And eventually I realized that, oh, like this is a skill set that I have that not a lot of other people seem to to have and that I could teach that to other people to help them have more fulfilling lives and still be amazing at work, right? Yeah sacrifice that piece to have a fulfilling life. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like you mentioned long hours. I I, I noticed that if you, for example, your job is like nine to five or nine to four, if you go beyond these kind of hours, like you said, 60 or 80, that's very long. If you go beyond these hours, you are not going to be any you're not going to do any work you're just gonna no. especially especially if you have some other uh, employee other teammate with you in the room you are ga- going to say oh what do you think we should order for uh, lunch another <laughs> lunch that's another one like one right. after the after 1 p.m. oh uh, yeah. and they keep talking about so there is nothing work won't be done it's not it's much less so like you mentioned is this kind of blocks of time that you should put for yourself or in your work and achieving that time right yeah,
1: yeah that's how I felt I mean not everybody I mean some people really like you know just kind of this integration and in work and life and having you know kind of going back and forth but I think a lot of people I mean I, th- I think the people who really like that often are like entrepreneurs where their work is their baby right versus, uh, you know, a lot of people who are employees, etc. Like I, you know, I, I I wanted to do well, but I didn't like, I wasn't living to work, right. And so I so yeah, for me, it was became really important to say, okay, if I'm going to be here eight hours a day, I'm going to get as much as humanly possible done within those eight hours. Mm. And then I don't want to think about work again until the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This is what I think. So we're talking about here, for example, for employees who actually let's say they have certain amount of time to do the work and you mentioned entrepreneurs and business owners so Mm -hmm. yourself when you transform to be an entrepreneur and -hmm. for people who want to transform being an entrepreneur so basically you are on your own now there's no Mm -hmm. like a boss telling you what to do so what advice would you tell them these guys who are new
1: yeah, so I think it's so easy when you're really like enjoying the work that you're doing to get into that zone where you're working more than more than maybe you want to because you're kind of interested in the problems that you're solving and you're you're working towards your own goals instead of towards somebody else's. And so I actually found it much like it was harder for me to have boundaries for myself when I started my business because I found that in the previous world, working for someone else, there was literally never a time where on a Saturday I would think, "Oh, I would like to be doing some work right now." Like that never happened.
0: Right? <laughs> no, of course, no. no. <laughs> it, 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 to me, eventually, it's not my business; it's someone yeah. else's business. So, no matter how what you were good at it or you want to devote yourself to it, eventually, yeah. it's not your business.
1: It's not your business, and so, like, I, I never had that thought. And then, once I started my own business, there would be sometimes, you know, on a Saturday or in an evening where I would actually want to work like it wasn't like I felt like I had to do it I was like oh but like I'm very excited about working on this thing and I would want to do it and so for me I actually had to create some boundaries because I I knew that if I worked all the time and didn't have enough rest in between or just enough like mental space <laughs> to have life and you know to hang out with my kids I know my kids would not appreciate if I'm working like all of the time either I had to actually <laughs> just create boundaries for myself so even as an entrepreneur, I don't work on the weekend. I don't work on evenings. Oh, I don't check, totally. You know, I don't check email on the weekend or evenings. I have an out-of-office reply that tells people I'm not checking email on the weekends. And so I really had to create some of these boundaries for myself that just existed, you know, when I worked for other people.
0: Mm, cool. So you're basically, you're having times or blocks of time for certain things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So so you're, you're basically kind of planning things so how do you plan when you don't know what do you what to plan for you know sometimes we want to do certain things but we actually don't know the specific of these things right how to do that in your opinion or how to start when you know where to where someone does not know where to start which is the let's say the priority let's say one two three right
1: yeah so I think the, you know what I do is I have a, a task system uh, where, for projects and tasks and things. And every um, this keeps track of everything. It's like my external brain. It keeps track of all the follow-ups. It keeps track of the big stuff. It keeps track of the ideas. It has everything in there. Um, and what I do is every quarter, I will do some quarterly planning and I will say like, what are my goals? What am I trying to do? And then, you know, sometimes those things are things I literally have no idea how to do, right? <laughs> and so, um, so then I really try to break it down so that I might not know all of the steps, but I can always define the first step. And if you don't know what the first step is, then your first step is Google it or ask somebody or put you know time on your calendar to brainstorm about it. But like there's always a first step. And so I, I don't try to plan everything all at once. I really plan on more of a like I, I take goals at a quarter level. And then on a daily and a weekly basis, I'm saying, okay, what are my goals for the week? What am I trying to get done during this time? And then on any given day, what are the exact next steps I'm going to take to push it forward? Because the more clear we can be, like, have you ever had this this type of thing where, like, something's on your, you got to do it. You don't know how to do it. So you just keep pushing it off, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. I, then, I Especially, know, that when we are, when I, I'm sure everyone does it when they were students, especially in universities. Yeah. Even like, for example, you have a, an exam, you yeah. keep pushing studying until the last day of the, before the exam. Right. So that, that everyone does right. that. Yeah.
1: So everyone does this, right? And like, sometimes there are these things where it's not, you know, it's not due for three weeks, so it doesn't matter, right? Like the exam <laughs> doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden, it's the day before the thing is due. And you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, okay. I have to yes. do it, right? <laughs> and then sometimes when you do that thing, you sit down, you finally figure out what the steps are to how to do it. It takes like 20 minutes. And then you ask yourself, like, why did I stress about this for the last three weeks? <laughs> when exactly. True, like very true, 20-minute yeah. 20-minute task, right? And so I think when we break things down into smaller pieces, even if we don't know all the steps, if we can just define the next step, then you know after we do that step the step after that is obvious right yeah, and it's gonna, going to
0: yeah yeah it's going to be mostly automatic yeah it's right. true so yeah. so uh, morning routines what's your look on that because we all have seen a lot of youtube videos a lot of people talking about uh, morning routine and how important it is to wake at Five a.m., six a.m., maybe seven a.m. Some people four a.m. So, what do you think about this?
1: So, I think if that's something that works really well for you, go ahead and do it. Mm. For me, that like I my morning routine is hit the snooze fifteen times. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) finally get up like, and when I have to, when I have to take my kids to school. And it's like, brush my teeth, put on clothes and get coffee. Like, that's it. I have like a very pared down morning routine. And this is because I am not a morning person. Like mm. I am a night person. Mm. I am not like, like I'm not my best in the morning. And so what I found over time is that it is far better for me to sleep <laughs> and get a good night's sleep than it is to like meditate and exercise in the morning and all of these things. And I think what people kind of get wrong about the morning routine, I think, is that they think that. All like all these things they're doing, like meditation and journaling and you know exercise and all these are all good things to do. But there's no reason that they need to be done in the morning. Mm,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're
1: not a morning person, why why do that to yourself?
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know how you is that, because me myself, I've been like uh, what they call a night owl a long time. I, I used to <laughs> sleep a lot of the day, like yeah. I wake up maybe 12, 2 a.m. because I work at night and my my, my productivity starts after 12 p.m. Right. So I mostly <clears throat> uh, sleep at uh, until the morning and the afternoon and work starting at night and go, for example, to the gyms and do my sports like at night. So mm-hmm. some people, like you mentioned, it's not like for everyone, right. waking up early is good. And you can it can be good and it's not sometimes it cannot be good, depending on who you are. So that's awesome. Yeah. This is how you work with your clients. You get to know them and see how what's best that works for them, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because everyone is, I mean, that's why it like people feel often like they're failing because there's all this productivity advice out there that they they try and it's like written about, like it's the most amazing thing. And if you just do this, everything will be better. But Like we don't, you know, it's written for the person who has that life and who has that brain. And so there are useful tidbits, but we need to kind of, what I do is help shepherd people to say, okay, since we know this about you, let's, let's do this an easier way. (laughs) Let's, let's try to figure out who you are and then build strategies for who you actually are. Because I think, you know, we've all had that experience where we can bend ourselves for a little bit, right? Like you as a night owl, me as a night owl. Like, I bet we've all had to go to classes at a certain, you know, early. Yeah. Morning.
0: And we can uh, do it.
1: But then what happens when you go, you know, on the weekends or <laughs> when you go on vacation? You snap back to who you are. Right?
0: Uh, exactly. Yeah. This. Uh, but, but I don't know. Some people talk about this biological clock. Like, for mm. example... On the weekends, you can stay all night if you have an early example the next day or not or early lecture for certain. Of course, now college is over, but if you have certain situation that's going on, what do you think of this biological clock? Do you have any look on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think people really do have an internal clock, right, Mm. and that they're different, right? Some people really are morning people and they wake up with the sun and they're excited to get out of bed, and you know that's. Like, and and they also go to bed really early. Like I, you know, I know someone who Mm. she wakes up at 5am, not with an alarm. Like she just, her body wakes up and she does a bunch of stuff before work. And then she's in bed at (laughs) 8pm because she's tired. And so for me, it's like the complete opposite. Like I, you know, if I'm on vacation, I sleep till around 10 in the morning. And then I usually am going to bed at, you know, I don't know, midnight or two. I mean, I'll give you an example. My dad, who is 75 years old. Mm -hmm. and who worked a whole life in the government, like, working, you know, he had a job where he had to get up and be there at 730, you know, all of that. When he retired several years ago, he has gone back to his natural rhythm, which is to stay up until three or four every day and sleep until noon. As a 75-year-old man, like, that is his routine, right? And so I think these things are really inside of us. And a lot of people try to say, like, oh, you can change it. Mm And maybe yeah. you can with a whole lot of effort and pain, but I don't know why, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I want to just kind of work with what I am instead yeah. of trying to change who I am.
0: That's exactly. You, you need to find the tweaks that works for you. Yeah, uh, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So like we talked about some, some tasks might take you that we can postpone it weeks on, weeks on, and eventually it could take, for example, 10 minutes. Yep. But on the other side, why some things might take longer than expected yeah. or planned for? Why do you think how that happens?
1: Well, I think humans are pretty bad time estimators <laughs> in general. Um, and most of us are like kind of overly ambitious about how, like how much time. We are overly optimistic. Um, for a number of reasons, like one, because our, you know, our brains are just thinking we can get it done faster. We're also not counting, like we're not thinking about all the interruptions that may happen, or the other things that might mm. prevent us or the roadblocks that we're going to run into, mm. etc. So I think with the example of, you know, you push this thing, and then it takes only 10 minutes much longer. Well, you didn't have an accurate view of that because you didn't know what it was gonna entail, right? Mm. So you, you couldn't even estimate it because you know there was there's nothing there. I think with other things, it's like, no, we've done them before, so we have an idea of how long.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's exactly.
1: Going to take, but we're wrong <laughs> um, because we're overly optimistic. And I think what I found is that most people have a pretty consistent ratio by which they're off. So for me, I know I'm like a 1.5x. So if I think something's gonna take an hour it almost always takes 90 minutes. And so now I just know that about myself. And so I block 90 minutes instead of an hour because it's not that my brain actually thinks like gets better at estimating. It's that I just have to apply a multiplier. I know other people who are like, everything takes them three times as long as they think. And so for them, when they're planning, they just need to book three times as much time. Mm. And it's not that they're gonna necessarily like get better at it, but they can apply the right math.
0: Mm, yeah cool but but does does focus come into play here do you think because you're taking for example you know you you know yourself you block one hour and a half for for example an hour things to do to make sure that it's done at a maximum of 90 minutes but mm-hmm. some people to x that some people maybe five that so is focus important here because sometimes we do certain things and like like you mentioned, yeah, I um, I want to go grab a sandwich. I want to go talk to a friend. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to I do something that is completely not related to the things that you are doing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another good point, right? If we are not counting in all the other things that we're going to be doing, then it's definitely going to take longer. And I really, I believe pretty strongly in just doing one thing at a time, because there's so much research that suggests that multitasking isn't something we can do.
0: Uh, There is a a lot of things they say that always women are better in multitasking than men. Is that true?
1: (laughs) No, it's a lie because nobody can multitask. Nobody can multitask. Like it's just context switching really fast. And so actually when people try to multitask, regardless of their gender, it tanks your productivity by about 40%.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, wow.
1: Yes. And so it's like, the more that you can just do the thing you're doing and then move on to the next thing, you'll get all of those things done faster. Mm, Um, There's also a lot of research that's uh, that shows that when we get distracted, so like whether it's because we're working on something and then we get a ding from our email and we go into email and, you know, now we answer the email and then Mm. whatever, that it takes us on average 23 minutes to refocus on what we were doing every time we're interrupted.
0: Well, so maybe the the one hour task might, be turned out to six hours now.
1: Right. If you I mean if you're just interrupted constantly, right? And so I think that's focus does come into it. Like if if we can do one thing at a time, we don't have those productivity losses mm. that we see from multitasking. We also, if we can kind of limit the distractions in our environment, if we can turn off notifications and things like that, then we don't have those external things that are taking us out of what we're doing and we can get things done a lot more efficiently.
0: Mm, cool. So, but at the same time, we do not want to keep focusing until we are burned out. So. No. <laughs> sure. so how to avoid that?
1: Well, I think so. Okay. So I think we need to take breaks, right? Breaks are really important. And we often take unintentional breaks, right? Where we find ourselves mm. down our internet rabbit hole and we've been there for 45 minutes or whatever. And that doesn't feel as good. Um, but taking really kind of strategic breaks so when you feel yourself getting unfocused or it is just hard you know and we want to say just just double down just focus right mm-hmm. It doesn't work And so if you feel yourself getting uh, unfocused or if you feel yourself wanting to you know go do something else, actually get up, go take a break like a five or a ten minute break, go get a coffee, go walk around the block, go you know, take your, like, I don't know, look at cat videos or something, right? That's
0: no, that, that's, going, that's going to be like five hours watching cat videos.
1: But you got to put a timer, got to put a timer for yourself. So you come back, right? Um, and then you, so all the research shows that when we come back from a break, from a real intentional true break, that we have more creativity, we have more focus and we have more productivity. And Mm. so I think building those in and kind of knowing when, or, you know, maybe it's like just between meetings, right? You say, okay, instead of like trying to go answer as many emails as I can in these three minutes between meetings, instead you're saying, okay, I'm going to just do some deep breathing for a couple of minutes.
0: Mm. Um,
1: This can be really helpful in making sure that we get in breaks throughout the day.
0: Mm. So that brings me to, like you mentioned, you do, for example, a quarterly planning or something like that. So, how working with your clients? How long do you recommend them to plan ahead? A month, three months, six months, they, or depending on the situation or person.
1: Well, I think it really depends on what people. So I think, like for a lot of people, I mean, most businesses will have some sort of quarterly planning practice, right? And depending on what someone's role is they may or may not have a whole lot to say about that right they might just get Mm. their goals handed to them (laughs) and then they have to figure it Mm. out from there so i think the most helpful planning is kind of daily and weekly planning to Mm. really figure out like what are you going to do specifically because the reality is like yes i do quarterly planning but i'm not planning out the entire quarter i'm saying like these are my goals And what am I going to do this week? You know, like what are kind of the milestones here? And then there's more granular planning that happens on a weekly and daily basis. And I think that's the part that's really important Mm. because otherwise it's so easy to just start every day with email, get to the end of the day, realize you've worked hard all day, but you didn't cross anything off your list because you've just been kind of responding to people, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah, this is uh, cool because actually small steps what reaches, makes someone reach their goals, right? You mm-hmm. cannot reach any goal, like, from one jump to it. Exactly. So, <clears throat> do you think, like, uh, motivation and willpower has to do with anything? Like, we mentioned focus, but motivation, and yeah, I want to do that. We we get, like, it's like a, a Red Bull. You get, like, energy if you are asleep for five minutes, and then it's like, you all want to sleep after it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what's willpower? Uh, is it willpower have to do with that?
1: I mean, I think that willpower, and I think we try to rely too much on willpower and motivation. I actually think that planning can replace a lot of what's required from willpower and motivation and is a lot more effective. So, for instance, like, you know, when you start the day, right, the beginning of the day, you have a lot of willpower, right, it <laughs> hasn't been eroded yet. And so, um, so like you can make good decisions about your time, but as the day goes on, willpower erodes and we make worse and worse decisions (laughs) about, about things to do. Right. Mm. And so I think it's, it's relying on that is kind of a losing game. Instead, if the day before we plan out what we're going to do today, we don't have to rely on willpower or motivation because now we're just executing our plan right? Mm-hmm. We just, we've already decided what we're doing. We've already broken it down into small steps. So nothing feels like big or overwhelming. And now we just do the things on the list, right? Yeah, exactly. um, instead of having to like muster up the energy. I think what a lot of people do is they work on something and then they get to a stopping point and then they say, okay, what should I do next? Mm-hmm. And then they have to like muster up all that energy again, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's just exhausting all day long. And there are other things, right? Where like, if I asked you, Um, do you want to do your taxes right now?
0: (laughs) Like you would never say yes,
1: never, right? Like there's never going to be a time that you would say yes, but in fact, you have to do your taxes, right? And so being able to plan that in advance removes that kind of in the moment, do I want to, or do I not want to? Because we don't often make the right decision when we're asking ourselves, what do we want to do? Mm. It's very different from what we need to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's, that's basically habits coming in and playing a role into these kind of things. Because if you do certain things for a while, it, it, especially on repetitive things, it will take you to do them on time. Let's say, for example, right? So habits, having habits is important building habits.
1: Yeah. I think habit building is really important because the more we, what habits do is they remove the need to make decisions. Like a habit is an automatic process. And yeah. so If you have habits that are not serving you well, then your life is just kind of like going slightly down all the time. Right. If you have habits that are serving you that are serving you and that are good for you, then like you don't have to work very hard to make the good things happen. Mm. And so the more you can build habits that support you, then it's like you're doing you're doing the quote right things without having to try very hard.
0: Yeah and like yeah and sometimes uh, decision making can take uh, <laughs> hours of time right. and uh, and some discussions if you have a business and a group and you do a meeting and the meeting goes for 6 hours and nothing is decided yet
1: right right and you and then everyone and then you have to make another meeting right and- <laughs> Or you have a meeting about the meeting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that happens a lot. And I see that in corporations. Like a lot of meetings happen only not to make work easier or better. It's just when someone makes a mistake, that's only the reason for most, like 50% of meetings. When an employee makes a mistake, there's a meeting.
1: Oh, interesting. I feel like what I see a lot in meetings is meetings that are like informational in nature. Yeah. There's all these like status update meetings and weekly meetings. Like I think those things are like the, kind of the bane of existence because no. they are just taking up time on your calendar. And if it's just a status update, send it out in an email. People can consume that asynchronously. We don't need to be getting everybody in a room to give everyone an update on what's happening. So I think like in information dissemination meetings are typically not a good use of people's time. And then there's also like with a lot of my clients, They're in, they might be in like four different meetings during the week that are all status update meetings where they're just giving status updates to different people, like to different groups of people, right? And like, this is a huge amount of time that's being taken up. And then there's also this concept of having like a recurring meeting and it doesn't have an agenda. And so we just meet every week. There's no real reason, like but we're still meeting. Sometimes there's something to talk about. Sometimes there's not much to talk about. And that's taking up valuable space on people's calendars.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what tips do you have to be more productive? How do you work with your clients? Do you have a certain system that you follow? How do you do that? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I have, um, when I work one-on-one with clients, I have a a four-month coaching program and I kind of walk them through um, an arc of strategies and so at each point we're talking about like what's going to work well for them but essentially the arc looks like first knowing yourself better exactly as you are so that we can you know we can learn a little bit about you we can know you know what strategies might work and use that later then we move into task management um and project management there's just like how what are all the things and how are we going to keep track of all the things so we don't have to Mm -hmm. remember we move into prioritization because you know I think a lot of people think, well, I just want to be able to finish my to-do list, right? That's impossible. Nobody's ever (laughs) going to finish their to-do list, right? We are all going to die with a big wall (laughs) of things we didn't do. (laughs) That's just what's going to happen. And so prioritization is really important because we have to be able to take this list, this interminable list of things and say, okay, what things are we going to do? What things are we not going to do? Which things do we need to do first? Which things do we need to do later? And we want to be able to feel really confident at the end of every day that the things we did today were more important than the things we didn't do. Because mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. going to be things we didn't do.
0: Yeah, sometime, and, and sometimes if you do things that are not important the next day or the evening, you you kind of regret it. Oh, I didn't yeah. do anything for my business. So it becomes right. guilt maybe. I don't know. Right. Yeah, like
1: why didn't I do the important thing? Like why did I do the easy thing and not this? Um, then we move into planning. So all the different types of planning we've already talked about. We move into our tools. So email, calendar, task management, documents, like really making sure that these are set up to work for us instead of the opposite.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We move into habit building because a lot of the things we're trying to do are around building habits. And and we need science-backed strategies that are not relying on motivation and willpower because that (laughs) is a losing losing battle. Um, Then we move into efficiency. So we're talking about templates and outsourcing and delegation and batch processing and kind of how do we take that eight hours of work and be as efficient as possible during it? And then finally, we move into focus um, and focus and distractions. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, why don't you do focus first? Like, wouldn't that Mm. be, isn't that what people need? People don't know what to focus on. Like, this is what. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah,
0: what especially, especially nowadays, it's very true. We are like distracted by anything mobiles, emails, everything is like we are, we want to be everywhere at the same time, which is right. impossible. Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. And so I, I kind of take people through that arc. And the goal is that they then have a working productivity system. So a set of strategies that work really well for their life. But they've also kind of learned all of this stuff so that when their life changes again, which it will, right, they'll get a new job, they'll have a baby across yeah. the, the country or whatever, that they are able to kind of reform their strategies to meet their new solutions.
0: So so you're speaking of systems and uh, some applications maybe. Do you have favorite apps that help you do that?
1: Yeah, so the, I, you know, I think what I'll say is, productivity is not tool-based, right? There are tools that can help us, but there's no like holy grail of like, if you need to use this or else you're not going to be productive. I think like people need to use the tools that, um, that really support them and their work. And there's no one-size-fits-all. That being said, there is what, like I've reviewed probably 50 different task apps and there is one that I recommend most frequently to most of my clients and it is Tick Tick. Mm. Not TikTok, <laughs> something totally <laughs> different. Tick tick, t i c k t i c k dot com, and this is a great um, task management system because it's very easy to use. It's free. It syncs on your devices. It's like platform agnostic. And it really helps people to kind of get everything out and then prioritize in a date-based fashion. So Mm, we're giving ourselves only things we can
0: do. So that's my that's my favorite tool. Yeah, actually speaking, and it syncs, of course, with the calendars. And me, since using calendars, I since like six months ago, it actually improved a lot of things because I know a lot of things that certain times. So that having a calendar is is cool.
1: Yes, having a calendar is essential. I wasn't even thinking of that as a tool. Yes, yes, you have to have a calendar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. awesome. So, uh, what would you say? One takeaway from this episode, Alexis.
1: So, I mean, I think if I could give something to your listeners, it is don't rely on your memory. Yeah, this is not this is not a way to get things done. Use some sort of use anything, any app you want. You can use TikTok if you want, but like any task management tool that helps you to remove things from your brain so that you can look at them and prioritize them and decide about them is going to be really helpful and reduce a lot of stress.
0: Yeah, exactly. Having things written is better. And relying on memory is like, it happened to me a lot, actually, when there's one thing or two things that I want to do the next day, I didn't do it but. It's like in your back of your mind, I wanted to do something yesterday, but what is it? What is it? You keep thinking an hour about what did you want to right. do, and you forget it's like gone. So yeah. it's important and, to you have it yeah. down, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I feel like you have this kind of sinking feeling of, I know I'm missing something, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know when it's going to come back to bite me. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Alexis, when can people get in touch with you?
1: So the best way is via my website, which is alexishasselberger.com. So I hope you'll put that in the show notes because no one will no, be able no. to tell it. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at do.more.stress.less and then on Facebook at do more stress less.
0: Mm, awesome. Well, thank you for being here on this episode, Alexis.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grit. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.